Welcome to Great Day Ministries Podcast, where we are committed to providing pure gospel, pure faith, and pure truth. Wherever you are listening, we hope that you are truly blessed by this message. Right now, I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, first I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 12. We were uh, discussing Exodus 12 last week. This is sort of part two. Amen. We're going to kind of jump a little bit over. But just let us start first. I'm going to just read down, amen, to verse 6, 1 through 6. So just read along with me. I'm reading from a New King James Version. So if you have any uh, different version, it might read slightly uh, different than the New King James. But it's saying the same thing. All right, so read along with me wherever you may be. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Amen. Now, before we move over to 2 Kings, amen, I want you to go to 2 Kings chapter 7, but we're not going to read that right now. We're going to discuss that uh, in more in detail within the message that God has given us. But again, wherever you might be, just bow your heads with me if you can't stand. Amen. And we're going to petition the throne of grace and put us in the hands of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you again. Even in such perilous times, we thank you for the opportunity, oh, Father God, to be able to hear your word. And, Lord, we thank you for speaking to us, Lord. Lord, I stretch my hand unto you, O Father God, and I ask you to put each and every one of us in your hands, hands of protection, O Father God. Those who are listening through airways, O Father God, and those who essentially have come out, O Father God, to make this video possible. God, we bless you and we lift up your name, O Father God, but I ask you right now to allow me to step back as you step forward to present your word with power and authority, O Father God, that all that hear shall hear it and be encouraged, O Father God, and a path shall be made for them. And God, as you do such a thing, we will forever give your name the praise for the glory and honor only belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, let me do it like a, a recap so that we can understand where we are, okay, from last week. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Now, we understand that there's a, a, a plague that's happening right now. Now. I have to tell you this, and we have to make sure that we abide by CDC or whatever state that you're in, um, guidelines. Um, right now, we are kind of on a lockdown curfew uh, starting at 8 or 9 o'clock. Um, our governor has asked us, and we want to be, first of all, we're citizens of the kingdom, but we also abide by uh, whatever standards, whatever laws that's implemented. We are supposed to be that example. Amen. So I'm asking each and every one of you to make sure that you buy by it. Now, you don't put yourself in harm's way. We know that you love God. Amen. Uh, I love God. Uh, We believe in the word of God. But see, the first thing that God tells you is that he wants obedience. So let's be obedient to whatever it is asked of us. And let's be an example. Amen. To those who are maybe not taking this so seriously or blowing this off. But in the meantime, I want us to be able to hear God's word. And see, God loves to speak to us, and he loves to watch us. And as I said in Bible study on Wednesday night, he loves to test us in such times. So we have to make sure that we find ourselves in the position that God can bless us based on his observations of our behavior. All right. Let me explain it a little bit more. I, I, the message I said, kill it at twilight. Now, First of all, let me explain to you again what twilight is. Okay, we know that it is the dust of dawn. But twilight is, I want you to look 
as far as you can, and then you begin to see the horizon. And as the song will say, you begin to see heaven touch earth. And you will actually see the sun sitting on the horizon. Now, God loves to speak to us in many different ways, and we just have to be able to hear him and, just, and, and dissect certain things. Even when he told the parable about the soil, he said that he that has understanding, you know, let him understand, or he that has an ear, let him hear. The reason why is because everything is not for everyone, um, but for you, for the citizens and the saints of the kingdom. It is intended for you to understand. So it is essential for us to be able to understand what God is speaking to us, especially times like this. Now, when we're talking about the twilight and we say kill it at the twilight, um, someone had asked me, okay, what exactly am I supposed to kill? Okay. First of all, you have to understand that we're all going through things. It's part of the crisis. The crisis is going to affect us differently. In fact, in the midst of a crisis, sometimes people prosper in the midst of other people crisis you have to decide what position that you're going to be in okay now we got to we, we're practicing social distance we're standing in our home as unless it's uh, absolutely necessary for us to go out okay but I want you to understand that even in in perilous times no matter what when we spoke last week we spoke about the children of Israel um, we throw, we spoke about the ten plagues and we talked we talked about the tenth one that they had to actually quarantine themselves. Uh, but in the midst of the quarantine, God was working. And I'm going to show you today how he is continually working on our behalf. But at the same time, again, we have to be obedient to what God is trying to tell us. And we also have to study. Now, God is putting us at home. Some of us is out of work. Make sure you study your word. Make sure you study. Make sure you fast. Anything that's that's pleasurable is a fast. You know, it can be food is the number one essential when you hear fast. But anything that is pleasurable, I hear a friend of mine say she's fasting from Facebook unless it's Sunday at, at 1030, of course, <laughs> when she's watching the show. Uh, but that's part of doing, doing God's work. Now, at, at the twilight, what, what we mean by kill it at twilight, okay, that means you have to move when God tells you to move. You don't get too happy, you don't get too excited, and you do not go ahead of God. And the worst thing you do is when God tells you to move, you sit still. You have to be able to move when God tells you to move. Now, folks, there's going to come a point during this crisis that it's going to be some ridiculous things that God, if you have God's ear. Now, if you don't have God's ear, you should be listening to the, the men and women of God speaking to you. Because if he that doesn't have an ear... The, the preacher will speak to you. The, the man or woman of God will speak to you. But whatever you hear and however you hear the instructions of God, I'm telling you, do not be slowful. Do as God. When he say move, you move. You don't move ahead of time because what's going to happen is when I tell you about this twilight and I'm telling you to look as far as you can until you see the heaven touch earth, that is a metaphor. Is symbolic. What it's trying to say is God will show you what he's going to do before it actually happens. He always shows you because he's testing your trust in him, our faith. He wants to see, will you believe what he's telling you? And it can be as ridiculous as anything because what we like to do is judge our current situation in our current state. And by doing so, we start having doubt. And remember what God said. He said, listen, if you can believe and speak to a mountain and tell that mountain to move without doubt, it'll move. Now, folks, people in the world think that we're crazy because we're not. They, they think that we're magicians like, OK, mountain move. And then they turn around and look at the mountain and expect for the mountain. God doesn't work that way. When you speak, we understand that the movement of our words and the faith that produces that takes time. And we have to be patient on top of that. But we also have to believe that without a shadow of a doubt, that mountain is going to move. And folks, now, um, some people say, so you actually believe in a mountain? Yeah, I believe in Now, I don't know why I would tell a mountain to move, but if there was a necessity, do you hear what I'm saying? If there was a necessity for that mountain to move, 
I believe it to move at the time that I believe I need it to move. You got to understand that. So I'm not going to speak to a mountain, but at the same time, it could be a metaphor. A mountain also could be, you got to understand Christ. He spoke in parables. I'm not saying that that is a parable. I believe exactly what he said without any doubt. If I need for a mountain to move, it would move without a shadow of a doubt if I believe it and I speak the word of God. Because the word of God formed it. And I am made in his image and his likeness. So if I speak to it, I believe it's going to happen. Now listen, a mountain could also be something that is insurmountable. Something that's so large. That you feel just you can't get around or you can't get through it. And you need it to move. You have to speak to it and expect for it to move at the time that God is telling you to move. What is that? That's twilight. Twilight is two things. It's that you can see what God is instructing you. You got to be able to hear it. He shows you a vision. I don't know when. It could be through a dream. It could be uh, through a daydream or whatever. He shows you a vision. Or it can be audio, depending on however God speaks to you, because all of us is different. And you have to understand what he's saying. Now, even though what you saw, you may think, no, nah, that's not going to happen. That's, that's impossible. You know, my education, my age, my this, my that. God is showing out because when you are blessed, y'all got to get this. When you are blessed, he is enhanced. As long as you continue to give him praise, you know you didn't do it. You know he did it. And especially at a time like this, when so many people are suffering, so many turmoils. Now, we're not saying we're going to build on suffering. Suffering's going to happen. There are saints who can get this virus. There are saints who will get this virus. Folks, you listen to me. I can get it. There are people who might die. It does not mean that it is not a test. And it does not mean that it's not an opportunity that's connected to it. God is God. In other words, we are not supposed to be worrying about it. But at the same time, we're supposed to wash in our hands 30 seconds. We're not stressing about it. But every now and then, we, every time we go touch something or in a public place that we have to go in a central public place, we're using hand sanitizers. We're trying not to, what, what am I trying to say? We're not, but we're following the rules. Remember, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So don't you go out there as holy as you think you are, and you're going out there, well, I'm not worrying about this. What I'm saying to you, it can happen. Now, if any saint suffer from this virus, it's God's will. He allowed it. That's all I'm saying. Now, if, if you go out there and do it, even, even in the time when they, they, they killed the lamb at twilight, they put the blood, we got to stay up under the blood, on the doorpost and on the lintel above the doorpost. Do you know that the children of Israel, if they came out of their house, when death came through the valley, if they was outside of the blood, they too would have died. You don't tempt God. So we stay within the parameters of what God is asking us to do. But at the same time, if we stay within the parameters, God not only wants to show himself here, but he also wants to show out. And by showing out, he also wants to elevate his people. So when the people are elevated, they become a lighthouse. They become that flavor of whatever that circumstance or situation might be. You are in that position. We are in that position. But we have to remain obedient. We have to be the examples of the ones who are following the rules of the land and the law. We also have to be the example of following the word of God. Watch this. Look at 2 Kings chapter 7. Now, the very first verse, look at this. It says, the prophet Elijah said to them, hear the word of the Lord. Now, I don't even need them to go any further. The first thing he said was, hear the word of the Lord. You there, there is no excuse for you not to hear the word, especially during this time. This is time, you know, I understand that everybody's going to be blowing up the internet, trying to stay in touch with people and doing these other things. But it's a great opportunity for you to shut the television off, too, and study. It's a great opportunity for you to fast. It's a great opportunity for family, because kids are out of school, to pray, to eat together at the table. God has given you an example, and he's watching. This is the test. He's watching what you're going to do. Now, again, at twilight. That's when you move. When I say kill it at twilight, now watch this. We, we know that there's a little turn, you know, when, when someone is going out there, and we don't necessarily mean kill it. We go, yeah, go ahead, girl. Kill it. You understand what I'm saying? So if, you know, if, if someone's playing basketball, you know, you know, kill it, son, kill it. 
it doesn't necessarily mean to go out there and kill a football player. What it means is perform at your best when it's time for you to perform at your best. So when I'm telling you uh, what God is instructing me, he said, you know, I want you to kill it. What he's saying is I want you to move and I want you to believe and I want you to do your best at the time I instructed you to do it. Now, right now, according to the scriptures that we're using, he's talking about twilight. Now, twilight, what, what time is this? There's going to be a time before darkness comes. You got to understand this. Now, darkness in this sense is when everything is all over with, all right? So there's going to come a time in the midst of this crisis, right before the whole thing either blows up or blows out, God is going to instruct you, and you're going to have to be insane enough to have faith in God and believe. As the prophet Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Now, you got to hear that. Hear the word of the Lord. If you're not reading, if you're not tuning in to Bible study, folks, I'm connecting all this stuff together because I want you to get it. I want you to receive what God has. You got to understand the message. I want you to pay attention to you pay attention to the news. Yeah, it's flowing with coronavirus, but folks, we 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 having like I told you, snow in the south and warm weather in, in in the north. We we got birds acting crazy. We got monkeys acting crazy. We got earthquakes in various places. We got uh, uh, oil wars. We got all kinds of things that's happening. Pay attention to God. Pay attention. Don't be so. Focus on one thing, and whatever you do, you pray without ceasing, and you don't stress. Because stress means you're doubting, and doubt would hinder what God is trying to do. Hear the word of the Lord. Watch this. Okay. Look what he says. He says, thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time. Now, now he, so he's not speaking right now. He's telling them, hear the word of folks, what I'm telling you right now is not going to take place as soon as you walk out of your door or as soon as they let you go back to work or the kids go back to school. Be patient, but hear the word of the Lord. Okay, hear the word of the Lord. The prophet said about this time tomorrow. Now, he's speaking. He's speaking to the king and to the king's men. Listen, about this time tomorrow, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. In two cities of barley for a shekel and at the gate of Samaria. Now, for you going, okay, what's that? You got to read the whole story. That's chapter 7. Chapter 6, the famine was so bad. A famine in the, in, in the biblical ancient time is like a, a ridiculous recession in our time, okay? Uh, not only is such a recession in our time, it's, it's also caused a a shortage. And right now we know that there's shortage of medicine, um, mass, and, and certain other things. And that's why people are spending all their money because they, okay, could it be a shortage of, of food and everybody's running out? Don't panic. If God has to send a raven to your door to feed you, he'll send a raven to your door to feed you. Saints, you, you don't behave like them because you're not a part of that world. You're a citizen kingdom. And the citizen is going to, the kingdom of, the king of the kingdom will take care of you. Okay. Don't be stupid, but the king of the kingdom will take care of you, all right? But, but I want you to understand, in this particular kingdom that Elijah was talking about, now if you read chapter 6, and we're not going to go through it, there was a situation with mothers that they were so desperate that they actually ate their son and planned to cook the other son the next day. The, the king was so disturbed by the situation that he ripped his clothes and he wanted to kill Elisha because he blamed Elisha. It's amazing that somebody right now is going to blame somebody for this whole situation. And they're going to be they're going to be ridiculed. They're going to be attacked because somebody have to blame someone. It, it's, it's not the Lord's doing. It's your fault or it's your fault. It's always somebody's fault. OK, but the king was over. He wanted to blame Elisha. For the recession or the famine that was taking place. Now, when I just read for a shekel, now folks, now some of you may go, okay, well, Pastor, what do you mean? Barley was so expensive, it was an essential use, it was essential necessity. But for what the prophet was saying tomorrow, now you think about it, he said, tomorrow, in one day, in 24 hours, the same thing was at a ridiculous price of it being expensive, it's going to sell for a ridiculous price of being so cheap. 
You got to understand that. This shackle, that wasn't even the common price before the famine. That's lower than the common price. Now, you got to get that. So you got to understand the mentality of the kingsmen, the people who've been dealing with this famine or this recession for such a long time. And then the prophet says, hear what the word of the Lord says. About this time, barley is going to be sold for so cheap tomorrow. And they're going, you got to be kidding me. Listen, listen to what he says. Okay. He said, so an officer on whose hand the king leaned. Now, I want you to understand that when they say officer to whose hand the king leaned, that means he is an advisor to the king. He advises the king. It's somebody who the king trusts. And, and so this advisor answered the man of God and say, look. In other words, what? He said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this be? Folks, what did the scripture say in Malachi 3? He said, try me, folks. Listen, he didn't say try me. Listen, he said, try me now. Read Malachi 3. He said, try me now if I will not open up the windows of heaven. In other words, God says, test me like I'm testing you. Just don't. <laughs> he, he's, he's daring you to believe the unbelievable. He said, try me and see. Now, this man is prophesying. He said, how could that be? In other words, there's no way this could be. You're right, unless the hand of God is upon it. Nothing is impossible for God. He didn't even know what he is saying. In other words, God is going to tell you something so remarkable, so amazing that you're going to have to say, the only way this is going to happen is God do it. And God is saying, yes, I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. Try me and see. He's telling us. It's amazing, though. It's amazing that this particular advisor of the king is quoting the prophet Malachi before Malachi was even born. You understand what I'm saying? He's, he's quoting Malachi, and Malachi is telling us, we well, he's about, talking about time. Make sure you pay your tithes. Okay, you're not in church. Make sure you pay your tithes. Make sure you pay your offering. You know, well, I got to hold my money. Yeah, you go get Walmart your money, and you're going to sit there and eat toilet paper. Because you got toilet paper packed up. Don't be a fool because God is watching you. He's telling you, try me and see. He's saying, he said, he's telling the king, look, king, even if God, he's there, even if God opened up, this, this can't be. For a shekel, that is cheaper before we even had a recession. It wasn't that cheap. Do you understand? Watch this. Look at the response. He said, and he said, in fact, you should see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat it. This is what the prophet is saying to the king's advisor. He said, oh, don't worry. God is going to allow you to see exactly what he said he's going to do, but you won't prosper from it. Now, folks, don't you put yourself in a situation that you got all this on recording, that you can listen to it from Wednesday night Bible studies and Sunday, and I'm telling you, and then when the time comes, you watch some people get blessed. And then you feel a type of way because you didn't do what you were supposed to do or you didn't believe like you were supposed to believe. It's, a, it's amazing how we can come to church and, and pick certain books of the Bible, certain verses of the Bible, and we'll pick and try to believe it. But then there's other ones that we won't. You know, I, I thought one of the things, I believe the Bible to be the only infallible written word, the Bible. I didn't say I believe 2 Kings, uh, I believe Exodus, I believe, well, I don't believe this book, I don't believe Joshua. Blah. We, we don't pick and choose what, either you believe it or you don't believe it. That's it. And this, so, so, the Elijah, the prophet, tells this advisor, hey, God is going to let you see this just to show you, but you won't. Take, you will not take in the blessings that's behind it. We don't want to do that. We want to prosper when it's time for the come. Now watch this. Verse 3, check this out. Now there were four leopards, men. A leopard is men who are suffering from a plague. I want you to understand that. These were men who were sick. These four leopard men at the entrance of the gate, okay? At the entrance of the gate, it's because when you are sick, you have to be quarantined or other people might get infected. These four leopard men was placed outside of the city. They were placed, they was at the gate. 
They didn't have to be at the gate. They just have to be outside the gate from the city. But they was at the gate. Okay. And now you have to think about it. These are people who, who were suffering from a plague in the midst of a recession. It's a double whammy. You, you understand? These people who are sick, and at the same time, there's a recession going on. We, we're going to go into a recession. That's why they're trying to kick out $1,000 to individual. We can't stop it. The gas prices is dropping and et cetera. And, 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 and trust me, already, uh, I believe it's in Tennessee and some states, there's price gauging on hand sanitizers and water. And, you know, people is making the price ridiculous. That's why the, the, the keen advisor couldn't believe this cheap price because the price for such things was ridiculous because there was gauging going on because of the recession. We're just at the beginning of this, okay? But don't worry. We're kingdom citizens, right? Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, so, so these leopard men who was affected with this plague, who was quarantined outside of the city, listen to their conversation, all right? They said at the gates, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? In other words, why are we not doing anything? Okay, okay, why are we not doing anything? In other words, folks, you are quarantined. Whether you are sick or not, these four men were sick. But what I'm saying to you is do not allow this crisis and be all excited because you ain't got to go to work, you know, and uh, you ain't got to go to school. I was telling my sons, okay. In other words, make it productive. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay, you, God is doing it for a reason. And because he's doing it, he should be the focal point of whatever it is that you decide to do. But whatever you do, make sure it's not nothing. Don't just sit at home and do nothing. And they're sitting there saying, why are we just sitting here? You know, why are we doing nothing? Okay, verse uh, four. If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. In other words, no matter what we do, it doesn't seem like it's going to be prosperable for us. You know, so they're saying it doesn't matter. Now, they want to break quarantine and say, hey, we can go into the city. I mean, what's the whole point? People in there dying of the family, we're dying of a situation. We're going to die anyway. Or... You know, if we don't go into the city, we're still going to die, all right? Listen, all right? So, so uh, he says, and if we still, if we sit here, we also die. Now, therefore, come let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall also die. In other words, okay, we're not going to go into the city, which is the smart thing. We don't want to affect anybody. But hey, we know that the Syrian has attacked, and that's one, one of the reasons that causes this family is this situation with the Syrians. So we, let's go to them. They got all the food. They have all the money. We can go to them. We can surrender. If they take us as prisoners, at least we eat. If they don't, they kill us. We're going to die anyway. So what do we have to lose is what they're saying, right? Verse 5, and they rose. Listen to this at twilight to go. Now, this is important. They got up and they made a decision at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, in their surprise, no one was there. In other words, when they got there, they had a scenario in their head. Now, folks, I want you to understand this. No matter what scenario that you're thinking about that God can move and God can do in your life, you'll never figure it out. If you come up with 100 scenarios, God is going to come up with 101. If you come up with 1,000, God is going to come up with 1,001. So no matter what you're sitting there talking about, well, how God is going to move in your life, you will never figure out how he's going to move. All you need to know is you need to move when he tells you to move. Stop trying to figure it out. They sat there and tried to figure out a circumstance and a situation, and guess what happened? They get there, and no one is there. Nothing, right? Okay. Listen. And as they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians, and they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, and the surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Now, pastor, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you exactly what it means. That means 
people who's holding people who's holding your money, people who's holding your possessions, people is keeping the essentials from you. God is going to make them think something is worse than what it really is. He's going to make them believe because he's going to show them, let them hear it, and they're going to come to their own conclusion. But whatever your enemy's conclusion is, it's going to benefit you as long as you move when he tells you to move. Now watch this. Okay, let, 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 let's keep reading. Oh, my God. Okay, for the Lord has caused it, right? Verse 7, therefore, okay, they arose and fled. This is the army. When did they arose and fled? At twilight and left the camp intact. What, what, what am I saying? At the moment that Elijah spoke, when he was speaking to the king and the king's men, God was speaking to the confinement at the same time. Oh, my God. Listen, listen. Let me, let me get to what we're, what we're talking about right now. Somewhere else, God is moving on your behalf. At the same time, remember what the prophet said, about this time tomorrow. That means if it's going to happen about this time tomorrow, then God has to be moving right now. In the particular story, as the king was listening to Elijah, God was speaking. He put something in maybe one, not even all four of the leprosies, all four of those who was suffering from a plague. He put it in one of their minds. What are we doing? All it took was one. What are we doing? Why are we just sitting here? That's what he's doing. And, and just one other mind at the same time. So over here, you got him speaking. God. And, and Elijah is speaking. Elijah is speaking to them. Over here, you got four lepers outside the gate at the same time thinking. And while they're talking, watch this. The people over here is hearing noises. They didn't move yet. Why didn't they move? They're not going to move until the lepers move. When the lepers decided, let's go, God said, now go. Tell them, you go. At the exact same time, when you move, everything moves. Folks, you're the salt of the world. Whatever you do, the world follows. That's why the Bible said the whole creation. You want to know why monkeys acting crazy and burgers and crazy? Because it's you. When man get himself right, the birds get right. The animals get right. The world get right. When every time man acts stupid, the world acts stupid. The world follows you. Why? Because God made you the kingdom of the world. He made you have dominion over everything. He made you in his likeness. So whatever you do, everything follows. That's why he say, whatever blesses you, I bless. Whatever curses you, I curse. That's why you touch not my anointed. That's why you do not his prophets any harm, because whatever you do to mines, it will come back to you. What was the 10th plague to the Egyptians? He said, the Egyptians said, every 10th of them, God said, no, every 10th of yours shall die. You speak it. You can't speak nothing negative to me. It comes back on you. Remember that little saying, whatever you say, it comes back on you. We bless. We're blessed people. So we're supposed to bless. This Please get it. Get this. They, they was having a discussion. They was in a tight situation. Oh God. And until they make a decision, nothing happens. Their decision affects everything else. In Israel, oh, watch this. And Israel itself was in the decision. Of four men with a plague. That's powerful. This country, believe it or not, this country is in your hands. They don't have to believe God, but you better pray for your country. Your president don't have to believe God. You don't even have to like him, whether you voted for him or not. It doesn't matter. He's the king of this kingdom. Pray for him. Your prayers will move him. Oh, my God. Didn't the scripture say, I'll reprove kings for thy sake, for whatever that's going to benefit you? 
Use your power of prayer and believe. And God has said, I won't move. That's why he told, he said, when, 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 he, when he was so, Jesus was so frustrated. And, and Jesus said, who the man say that I am? Some say you're the prophet. Some say you're this. Some say you're the second coming alive. Then Jesus said, well, who, do, who do you say that I am? Then Peter, old bad Peter, old denying Peter. We want to talk about old doubting Thomas, but old denying Peter. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. When Peter said that, he, Jesus knew, I already know your future. And I know that you're going to deny me, you know, but so I know you didn't really know that my father revealed that. He said, and I'm going to tell you about who you are, for thou art Peter. And upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of heaven I profess. But watch this. This is what he said. And upon thee I shall give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth, you hear this, I bind it in heaven. Do you all hear this? Whatever you bind on earth, folks, all you have to do is Bind it from your house. You can talk about it. People are laughing and joking. Child, I put the blood on my... They, they laughing and joking on favor. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. You seriously, you get that oil? <laughs> you go get your oil? <laughs> this thing is killing people. You go to your house. You put that oil over your doorpost, over your mantle. You take it away and you pray for your children. You pray for your mother, or y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You, you take it serious because when it's all over at twilight, God is going to show the world you. Because he, when he showed the world you, you're going to show the world him. Oh, my God. That's how it works. Listen, watch this. Let me, let me, let me keep going. Okay, listen, watch this. So they fled, the, the, they fled at twilight. And left the camp intact. Do you see that? When they left, they didn't take nothing. They were so afraid that they left the food, the cattle, the money. They left everything. So when, so when the four lepers got there, they're thinking that they're going to have to surrender and maybe talk to them, maybe find favor. God, no. They went there and God handed it to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Listen. He said, they said, uh, uh, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Verse 8, watch this. And when the lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent. They ate, they drank, they carried away silver, they carried away gold, they carried away clothing. <laughs> and then they went and hid some of it. They put it in the savings. <laughs> And came back and entered into another tent and carried some of the some of the same things also. And then they hid that too, put that into savings. So, so folks, when you get that thousand dollars, don't you go out there and buy, don't you go out there and buy? But look, you you are God's people. I'm just showing you something that God doesn't change. It's 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 listen. It's bread. It's chicken. It's put together. Maybe a different kind of bread. Maybe a different flavor of chicken, but it's still a chicken sandwich. That's all I'm trying to tell you, okay? It's still a chicken sandwich. Look at verse 9. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. Is it? Does it look like it's a day of good news? Think about it. When they say today is a day of good news, that's because they're eating, they're drinking, and they're filthy rich. While somebody, the same people who put them outside of the camp, they're still starving. At the same, do you hear what I'm saying? At the same time, they're saying it's good news. Folks, in the midst of it, you're going to be praising God in the midst of other people crying. But you don't do that. Listen to these men. They said, well, it's, it's, a, it's a good, he says, it's a good day. It's the good news. Okay. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is the day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us, some type of punishment. In other words, if we keep the blessings to ourselves, if we don't say anything. So, folks, when God bless you, you got to give God. Whatever God is going to do in your life, you have to give him praise. You have to give that testimony for what God is doing. Don't you take it. Yeah, girl, you know, I wasn't worried about it. I was thinking, so I was smart. Don't you take credit for what God is doing. That's what we do. God is saying, yeah, they, these, these men are sitting there saying, something ain't right. If we, if we sit here and don't say nothing and don't share nothing, then some type of punishment is going to come upon us. Make sure you understand it, right? Watch this. Okay. He said, uh, uh, now, therefore, come, let us go. Tell the king's house. So, listen, these are ordinary men outside of the gate with a confinement. Say, let us go tell the king's household. 
what we find. See, not only with this situation, oh my God, not only would God bless you, the blessing that God has blessed you with is going to put you in favor of people who you never thought that you would be in favor of. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying to me, y'all. He, it's going to put you in favor. It's going to put you in position. Folks, but you got to position yourself. If you sit around and do nothing and you worry, you stress, you ain't paying your tithes, you ain't studying, you ain't fasting, you ain't reading, don't get upset when that thing is over with, you go right back to work, you go right back to school, and you're going to talk about how bad it was. Or you can just come and give God a testimony. That's how, we, we, we can't meet at church, but boy, we're going to have testimony service the first day today. I said, we, we don't have testimony, but we're going to have, because I want to know how God blessed. And we want to give God the praise. And we want to lift up our voice and we want to shout hallelujah. And we want to shout glory because we want to let God know you did it. Oh, my God. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Watch this. Okay. Now, therefore, come and let us go. So they went. They called the gatekeepers of the city, and they told them they went into Syria. Okay. Now, remember the, 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 uh, the, the king's man. Remember, he was like, how can this be? I mean, if God opened up the windows of heaven. Now, if you read verses uh, 16 and you read on down, I believe, to verse 19, exactly what it said. When they heard about these men bringing these things, the people trampled so crazily. They went through the gate, and he was assigned at the gate, and the people was trying to get this barley, and they trying to get this, and, and, and they trampled, and, and, they, and they killed him because he was not a believer. Now, I want you to understand, all I'm trying to get to this point is the fact that at twilight, you move, and it's going to be so great that you cannot be the king's advisor, but you have to be the confined believer. Y'all hear this? You have to be the confined believer because it's going to come to your gate at twilight. But when God tells you to move, you move. Now, let me make this a little bit more clear. Killing it at twilight, okay? I don't care what the circumstance might be. Did you know that you can uh, uh, postpone your mortgage for up to 12 months? Some of you want businesses, but you can't find the finances. Some of you want a possible school, everything. Some of you want to buy a house. I want you to understand that higher learning institutions, banks, Mortgage companies, they're all going to be hurting. Understand this. They are, they are hurting now. They haven't even seen airlines. They are hurting right now. Uh, shell companies uh, for oil, they are hurting right now. Okay? But it's the Lord's doing. We ain't got nothing to do with it. It's the Lord's doing. But God is going to tell you something because of the pain of the nation. He's going to speak to you. All I'm saying to you is whatever he do at twilight, when I say kill it, I mean you, you give it your all. When you see whatever God has shown you, when you see as the song says, heaven touch earth, and when you see the sun sitting on the horizon, we ain't talking about the sun, the star, we talking about the, the king's sun. When he's sitting on the horizon, it's, he's telling you, he's inviting you of what you saw. And you have to move. And when you move, everything else will be moving with you. At the same time you move, it's going to move with you. But you got to believe it. The thing, the thing about it, what Satan is going to try to do, he sees it. Satan is looking here, so you can't see everything. Satan can see this. He got angels over here. He got angels over here. He got angels. He, he can see it. He's getting a report back. Oh, my God, their decision is so important to the blessing of not just them, but so many. He's going to try his best to convince you, to talk you out of it. I can't do it. I don't see how it's going to work. You watch. You're going to sit there and you're going to ponder, should I or should not? Folks, and I'm telling you, and it seems so easy. Yeah, Pastor, I'm going to do it. No, no, I want you to really get this. I'm telling you, whatever God instruct you to do, it's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound crazy. That's why the advisor to the king was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm telling you, God is not kidding. God is saying, try me 
now. That means today. Let him know that you're ready. By what? What you do today, what you do after you heard this message, what are you going to do? Try him, he said, now, and see if I'll pour out a blessing. I'll open up the windows and pour out a blessing for you that you won't have room enough to receive. Try me now, he said. He's telling you. We, I mean, in the midst of this, we, there's some excitement. So you don't have, well, what about people, you know, I don't, what about people who are dying and affected by, like I said, saints are going to get affected by. There might even be even some saints. It's the will of God. What we have to do is pray. That's what we have to do. What we're doing for our president, what we're doing for our vice president and his cabinet, some have been already contacting the divines. We got stars contacting. We probably have family members. Folks, all I'm saying to you to do, you can't go there and take care of them or you might get sick. But what you can do, wherever they might be, is get your oil. Anoint your place, anoint yourself, and you can pray for them. And the prayers of the righteous avail as much. That's what you can do. We're not playing down how serious this is. All we're trying to do is say, Lord, we're going to look out for them. We're going to be obedient for what our government has told us to do, but we're going to be obedient for what you have told us to do because we are your citizens, and we're not going to lose out for what you have for us to gain. That's all I'm saying. You're positioning yourself right now. You can't receive a blessing if your position is outside of where the blessing is at. If you was outside of them walls, you fail. If you was outside, of, if, the Egypt, if the Israelites was outside of the doors, they died. If you're going to kill it, kill it when God said kill it. Right now in Scripture, he's telling us to kill it at twilight. That means we have to pay. But pastor, what exactly, you know, is twilight? When God say move, you move. That's twilight. You move exactly when God tells He's not just telling you to move. While you're thinking about moving, he already got somebody else that he's talking to on your behalf, in your situation. I don't know what God is going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it. I'm not even trying to think about it. But, I mean, let's real. We're, we're humans, right? Remember children, they, oh, when Christmas time was coming, we was wondering, well, what we got, what we got. It's impossible for us not, especially when you know what, what, I'm, what I have in my head and what God is speaking to me. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and lie that sometimes I sit on the side of the bed or watching television and I'm thinking, I wonder if he's going to do this. I wonder if he's going to do it. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, come on, let's be real. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I even get in my car, maybe he's going to do this. Maybe. I mean, we're, we're children to God. We're foolish kids to God. So, yes, I'm not going to say, but what I'm saying to you is whatever it is that you think about, he's going to do something totally different, but he's going to do something. That's all I'm saying. God will do something. Kill it, folks, at twilight. Move when God say move. No matter how crazy or insane it might be, you just got to do it. And you cannot let nobody talk you out of it. Don't let your family member, people who you, who you trust, people who you, you lean on. What do you think? Stop getting advice from people who ain't got nothing. Oh my God. And don't even get advice from people who have some because they may not be citizens of the kingdom. If God told you, you do it. You don't need a second opinion if God told you. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Don't, I'm not, hear me. If you come to me for advice, you know what I'm going to tell you? Why? Why are you coming to me? I'm going to say, just do it. If God told you to do it, just do it. So I'm telling you right now, don't come to me. Come to me afterwards. People have already come to me already. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have gotten phone calls from last week of what God is doing. And I'm sitting there like, ain't, you know, ain't God good? I, I, have a, I had a sister come to me, and, and, and I had to just tell the story real quick, and I'm going to be done. The sister came to me, and she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I want to apply for, what do you think I should do? I'm like, do whatever God tells you to do. You know, I've been working here for so long, and I got turned down all the time. Do whatever God tells you to do. And she just constantly, she's sitting in my office, and I guess she wanted counseling. Here's my response to everything she said. Do whatever God tells you to do. And she was like, I'm like, baby, I ain't got nothing else for you. Just do whatever God tells you to do. This week she called me. She was blowing my phone up. I was so busy this week. I've been so busy. I apologize. So I finally called her back yesterday, the day before. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. She said, I just want you to know, because she was complaining. She said, oh, I went to this interview. And then she said, I'm, not, I'm just not going to go no more. You know, I'm not going to. They want me to fill out this. I got to go to another interview. I said, baby, you're not applying for a job. No disrespect for the at McDonald's or JCPenney. See, you can sit there and lobby at, at Taco Bell, and they'll hire you on the spot. It's, this is not what you're doing. 
you know, when, when something is worthwhile, folks, y'all can hear what I'm saying. What, what, if something is worthwhile, it's like if you, if you buy a house, you don't sign one sheet of paper and they give you a pack of keys. They got a stack of papers when you, when you anything you're going to get that's worthwhile, you're going to jump over hurdles for. Just be careful and jump. Be patient and just jump. Stop complaining and just jump. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all should get excited. Just whatever you're supposed to do, just jump. Lord, if this is where you got in me, jump. God wants you to roll, roll. Whatever God wants you to do, you just do it. You should get excited because, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that they asked me to do this. Ridiculous. Now they want this. Whatever they want you to do. Just do it and believe and trust. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Believe and trust God because it's not over until you stop doing or they stop asking you everything that they need. And watch God. She told me, she said, I cannot. And here, here's the best part. So she said, now, pastor, she said, I, I, I looked at the website when I applied for this position of the salary. <laughs> she said, she said, the salary went up. She said, I had no idea. That I, these are her words, I promise you. She said that I will be ever making this amount of money. And watch this, watch this, listen, watch this. She said, but there's only one catch to it. You know, I got to tell you. She said, it's, it's an assistant manager position. She said, but oh my God, it's an assistant manager position. They gave the assistant managers manager salary because they're moving managers up to a higher position. Okay, and they got another set. Watch this. Then she says, she said, so here's the cash. I said, so what's the cash? She says, uh, well, they're phasing out eventually assistant managers. So I said, oh, she said, but they told me not all places where the corporation is, is they, they, they're going to phase out assistant managers. I said, oh, okay. And she said, but they told me I get to still keep my salary if they phase out mine. So I said, wait a minute, let me get this right. So in other words, you got a job that might get phased out, but you got a salary that won't. <laughs> and I'm like, what's your problem? <laughs> and she's like, well, I didn't think about it like that. I'm like, girl, what's wrong with you? And watch this. Listen, listen. She said, I said, do they have a manager at their place? No. I said, girl, don't you see what God is doing? God is giving you the money, phase out your title, and might even put you in a position to get the other money that they rate. Oh, y'all, he's already moving on your butt. Oh, my God. Learn to hear what God is telling you. Move when God say move. Jump when God say jump. Roll when God say roll. And believe when God say believe. Even if it seems impossible. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, my God, we serve an awesome. <laughs> my God. We serve an awesome God. And he is worthy. Get him,